Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 24, The Challenge Part 2. This is the second week of the challenge that we are all failing. Yay! Uh, hey! Well, I think I'm actually closer than I think, but, you know, I don't think him is what you think him is, but... I am Joe the Widget <laughs> Wilson, and joining me as always is the man of a million voices who can never figure out which personality he is in today, Mr. Ivarwin. I'm taking over his spot today. <laughs> Get back in your box! <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> what did I tell you about the old man? Huh? What did I tell you about him? Keep him stored. <laughs> Sorry. We let him out once a month. On the shelf. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and next in line is Mr. Lou. Louis Olan, the Lou lore master of Lou. Hello, everyone. Hello, Joe, Arwen, everyone in the chat room. What's going on? It's going. We got a show to do it's today. <laughs> and... Yes, because we officially put him in the show, you know, last week. I guess I have to talk about him, too. Mr. David Not-So-Crap Audio, de-enforce the awesome pigtails. Adams. Thanks for the wonderful introduction, Joe. Hey, everybody in the chat. As always, buddy. And uh, <laughs> I'm real excited to talk about how badly I failed today. Wow, this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ivarwin, how did you start off today? Well, I stink. And Lou, I stink too. And Dave, I stink thirdly. <laughs> how fail, did you fail, do today, fail, Joe? Fail, fail, fail. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and brave. <laughs> ha ha! Loving it. Ha ha! <laughs> uh, how about we get into the business and then get into the show? Indeed, indeed. We have a couple of uh, uh, paid sponsors and and shout-outs as well uh, for today. And our first comes from John Harbour, who says, You absolutely love Skyrim, right? Have you ever thought of designing your own RPG? There's nothing more fun than creating your own world for others to explore. Now you can learn to be a game designer or a programmer. Author Jonathan Harbour has written two easy-to-read books on RPG game development, from dungeon design to character rolling to combat looting. Level up your skills and read Visual Basic or Visual C-Sharp Game Programming for Teens. That's Visual, visible, visual, excuse me, visual C-Sharp Game Programming for Teens. Find that at Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. And also by Steve F. A.K.A. The Kingslayer. This episode is dedicated to you. 
And, and as always, our show sponsor for today is DoghouseSystems.com, the creator of some pretty awesome game rigs. Check them out at DoghouseSystems.com. Plug in the code off the record, all one word. Gentlemen, go to the checkout. Doghouse Systems is awesome. We thank them mm-hmm. week after week for sponsoring all of our shows. How about we get into the, um, let me see here. What is that word I'm looking for? Uh, it has something to do oh, with a, a vegetable of some kind. No, not a vegetable. Squirrel. Starch. Um, dead animal. Um, oh, yeah. Meat and potatoes of this week. Oh, this <laughs> soup. <laughs> dead flesh and spuds. Ew. That's horrible. That's <laughs> Minecraft off the record. <laughs> it's the meat and potatoes. All righty. Should I go first so that I don't, well, you know what? I'm going to let the pathetic ones go first. Uh, Lou, how about you? Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Calling awesome. you out. <laughs> I am right here. This is for me, Mr. Epic Fail Man. <laughs> Mr. Epic Fail Man. Where's that bone finger pointing at me? Tries to play Skyrim and his entire house goes down on the internet. No oh, more electricity. electricity. <laughs> that was today's today's drama. Oh my god! Well, not much happened this week. Well, because every May it's Mother's Day and my mom's birthday the same weekend. So that never changes. No, pretty much. Well, <laughs> this week, this year, it actually fell on the same weekend. So oh, all right. Oh, double whammy of, of greatness and tidings for the mom unit. <laughs> That's crazy. My mom has the same deal going on. But I'm sorry for interrupting. Go on. Go on. No, no. So. Pretty busy starting Friday night onward and didn't much do of any gaming. Otherwise, someone gave me the death stare. <laughs> Sister, <clears throat> not putting her out anything, but uh, only made it to level 12, though, on the pally. So, yes, I'm slacking on that. I got to catch up. A whole lot of gaming to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Only got heavy arm up to 33. My block is only at 35. But as I said last week, the pain. <laughs> just sitting there, just trying to block and dying. Oh, especially as two-handed swords. Yeah, not happening. Two-handed and, weapons. Uh, yeah. Get staggered and, oh, is that an opening death vault? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Reload. <laughs> Little game? Yes. Sounds like, sounds like you're having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's Like I said, it's just this style of play is not what I'm so used to at all. Uh, with sword and board. Like I've always played range, whether it's been mage or my a ranger type class. Or dual wielding. A thief slash assassin type, so definitely playing the heavy armor wearing, shield bashing, uh, guardian of justice is not my <laughs> way of doing things. Yeah. And it's rough. It is very rough. And it's a lot, it's a big learning, learning curve for me, especially in the lower levels. And so, uh, you know, we all know Skyrim can be unforgiving at times. So, would you say, but, would you say you're challenged? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am challenged. Um, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I really wish, since I'm playing a Paladin type class, I could go for a lay on hands. Yeah, insta heal. Mm. <laughs> That'd be nice. It'd be nice, right? But but not so much. Not no. here in Skyrim. No, unfortunately, no. But it would be good, though. Hey, if any modders out there, hey, cross it on in. <laughs> but that is the ability we can do. But yeah, that was pretty much my, I guess, let's see, my total would be maybe total of three days worth of playing. <laughs> <laughs> Ops, everything wow. going on. So, yeah, uh, a lot of stuff to do. A lot. Yeah, got got a lot there. All right. 
It, I'm going to pass the torch on to you, Joe. How about I, how about I make it clear really quick? I was hmm. not har- harassing my, my teammates here, my co-hosts. Well, I was. <laughs> but I was doing it nicely to have fun. They are awesome in their efforts in doing this challenge. I mean, heck, Lou made it to level 12. I mean, that's like his third highest character. Dude, that's like three <laughs> times as many levels as on his normal characters. <laughs> the guy's been trying. You got to give him that. Oh, heck yeah. Lou's awesome. We know that. Uh, Ivarwin, how was your week like, man? I know you've been really busy lately, too. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we all have been with, with all the various stuff that we're, we're still doing with the network. But, uh, you know, I was, I was trying, you know, get that Skyrim time in every, every single week. And, uh, this week was no different. Um, unfortunately, I only got myself up to level 14, but that's not been, you know, due to anything else other than the fact that I think the way I, originally conceptualized how I could level up was n- not the right strategy. Last, well, last week, like I said, I, I had seen a lot of level gain from using a mix of conjuration, um, getting, getting levels by getting smacked over the head. So my heavy armor went up. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my two handed weapon skill leveled me up quite a bit as well. Dabbling a bit into enchanting, um, and a couple of other a couple of other skills uh oh excuse me uh destruction restoration using using all of that at very early in the game leveled me up very quickly however now that things are starting to become a bit normal you know the challenge in the game is is slightly is becoming a little normal for the level that I'm at they're not leveling up quite as as quickly as they used to be so you know i've seen i've seen quite a dramatic slowdown from leveling up by using skills in combat. That's really not occurring so much anymore. Um, what I was doing was I also had the strategy of going all the way up north and starting the Mage College quests. And the reason why I wanted to do that was so I can get my hands on some Conjuration magic spells and then start using those in order to help Conjuration level up. And I wanted to keep Conjuration as almost like my main form of, of attacking and keep that as my main tree, one of them. Um, I wanted to have conjuration as my main tree, right? Heavy armor and two-handed weapons, but that's not really been working all that well for me. So what I decided to do was, and I went all the way up to you know the the mage college, and I you know murdered and pillaged my way all the way up there, and <laughs> through all these different dungeons, and as well you should, Mister yes. Shadow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time indeed. Uh, I got to the I made to, I got to the mage college, and I had such a good time. Getting there, when I got there, I was bored. <laughs> really? I was to- totally bored. bored. Oh, yeah. I was bored. Bored? Bored. bored you Follow this guy around through the first half of a dungeon while he talks about digging. Yeah. That yeah, kind of... I, I can see. That kind of did it for me. It gets a heck um, of a lot better, though, as it goes. Yeah, I know. And I I, I did... Uh, let's see. I, I, I went through that whole initial quest and, you know, where you go into the dungeon and you find that big, giant, glowing ball and, you know... I took care of that part and then I went to, I got a, I picked up a quest from the orc in the library to go to, um, I forget the name of the dungeon, but yeah, it's, it's the three books that you got to pick up. Oh yeah. Where the guys stole the books. Yeah. What's the name of the dungeon? It's, uh, <sighs> fell, fell something keep. I'm trying to remember. You know, I'm blanking too now that you're saying it. Yeah. I, I, I hate myself. I do know the quest you're on and man. I that actually that's probably my favorite part of the mage quest line. No, 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 labyrinthian all the way. 
I don't know. Labyrinthian. It... One of the best dungeons in the game is Labyrinthian. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, at least in my opinion, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Sorry, forget the name of it, but <laughs> um, I finished that up today as well. The uh, Fell something or other keep. Had a great time in there. Now, um, I got myself to level 14, like I said. Uh, it slowed down a lot. It's not easy, you know, leveling the Conjuration. Um, so I'm switching my emphasis to Warrior with Conjuration, Restoration, and Destruction. And I, I mainly use, you know, Lightning Spells. Or the, the Lightning Spell is, is basically what I use in Destruction. Uh, Felglow, the, uh, the chat room is, is helping us out here. They're saying Felglow Keep. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm using that and I just picked up the, um, the perk, uh, dual casting, the dual casting perk for destruction. Yes. That was worth it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're becoming more of a, a caster now. Well, I use it to augment myself. What, what I do now in a fight is I basically walk into a fight. I go into a room and if there's a ton of enemies there, I try and use my, my surroundings to make the fight work for me. So, for example, when I was in Felglow Keep, I, I walked into a, a room filled with mages, as, as you are normally going to do because it's all filled with mages. And uh, it was, I just walked right back out, and I allowed them to come after me. And I bottlenecked them into the corridor that they had to walk into in order to get to me. So I hit around a corner. I took out my two-handed weapon, and the first mage started coming around the corner. I ambushed him. I cut him down. And then I used him, I rose him as my, my zombie, and I used him to fight off the other guys. Now, as that mage is engaged in combat with the, other, with the rest of the group, I step away from my corner, and that's when I start going into my, my dual-casted lightning spell. And I just pick the first guy right in front of me. Incidentally, this is also how I learned that when you raise zombie, when you, you, know, you raise a corpse or use them as a zombie, they don't have a whole lot of help. So you're not doing this for very long, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they go down fast. <laughs> like, Raise serpent. Oh, <laughs> where'd he go? <laughs> Come on. Now he's a pile of goo on the ground. Um, so you got to be quick with it, and like that's what I'll do. And then a lot of times they'll they'll try and close the distance with me. I'll either take out my weapon, or you know I've either taken a couple of hits and I'll run away and I'll try and heal myself. So I'm using a lot of conjuration, a lot of restoration, a lot of destruction. Um, my heavy armor uh, perk is is still my my skill rather is still leveling up, and so is my two handed weapon skill. And that's that's basically the way I'm mixing it up. Um, I have noticed that when you use conjuration spells in the middle of a fight, that'll level up faster than if you let's say raise raise zombie or or raise a corpse um, and just walk around with the thing. And then walk into a fight together that you're not going to get a skill up from that very easily. But if you're already involved in the fight and you kill one of the guys in the group and then use them as your a helper, it helps level that up faster. So I got my conjuration up to 48. My two handed weapon is up to 42. Destruction's to 31. Heavy armor's the same as 31. And resto is up to 26. Focusing on enchanting right now, I got that up to 36. And I dabbled a little bit into alchemy and I got that up to 17. So not so much there. And that's that's basically it. Um, my next, I know I wanted to get up to thirty this week. Not going to happen, obviously. Um, I don't know what my goal for next week's going to be. I'm going to try thirty, but um, what I do want to do is I want to get my conjuration up to seventy so I can get the Dark Souls perk. You so my can reanimated... do it. 
I can do it! Because <laughs> I need the 100 hit points for my my reanimated undead. So that's it. That's me. Nice. That's me in a nutshell. So what about you, Joe? What have you been up to? Well, I did my live stream like normal last night. And I finished the... I did one part of my challenge. I got one part of my goal this week. And I actually got the Dark Brotherhood finished. Oh. I, I wiped... Well, I didn't wipe them out. But I, I you know, finished it up. However... I stole the twenty thousand gold to get at the end of that uh, that quest chain. Spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> the spoiler it's supposed to come before you. Say. <laughs> hey, I warned people last episode that there's going to be the occasional spoils when it comes to the challenge. But um, yeah, I, I stole twenty thousand gold at the end of it, and I'm not going to uh, restore the brotherhood because I want that money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. Hey, that's the way my character oh. is, man. That's what I'm saying. Well, that means that this week, Joe, you take a Varwin's Bad Person Award. <laughs> I have been killing my way all the way up to the Mage Not, College. Yeah, but you didn't steal money out of a poor, childlike vampire's mouth. Mm. I want to do more than that. I've been shocking vet. <laughs> but that's in a galaxy far, far away. And she's slightly blue and retarded. <laughs> But man, um, I noticed one thing about my character. Oh, by the way, I hit level 26. I didn't make it to level 30, but I got close. One thing about this character I noticed, this is my most challenging character I've ever played. Because when I am, really? when I am up and, and actually fighting, I'm a wimp. If I'm in sneak and I can get without being seen, I can't be touched. But the hard part is going around without being seen, period. And if there's like multiple enemies in a room, I have to actually be very, very careful about how I go about going in there. If I go in there, take one out, if I get seen, I'm toast. So I have to plan well, it and watch them the entire time. That's actually going to get a lot easier for you, though, because oh, yeah. as you open up those doors and, oh, yeah, yeah, when I when I was doing my Khajiit, my Khajiit, um, <laughs> Khajiit? I noticed, like, I got to 100 sneaking, like, lightning fast. Lightning fast. I think I hit, oh, yeah. um, I think it was 30, level 30, around there, and I was already at 100. I, uh, I got level 80 sneak, which is yeah, so you're, pretty good. Um, I got yeah, I got great. silent roll and silence. Just I got silence just before the show. Actually, played for a couple minutes. Cool. Um, and I keep forgetting to put points into stealth, which is the first perk. So I'm only three out of five. So for the next two levels, I'm gonna put into that so I can max out the sneak. You always want to max oh. out the first perk in every skill tree. Joe, yeah. Does that mean you have that thing where it doesn't set off pressure plates? Yeah. That is my favorite sneak skill. Yeah, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. I love the roll. I kidding? love that. The roll is hilarious, but no, the the I love the pressure plate. Especially when so you're useful. in third person and your and your female Nord is wearing a thong and some and some armor. Top. <laughs> the roll gets very entertaining. <laughs> hey, I see London. I see France. I got white running my underpants. Nord isn't wearing uh, underpants. Uh. <laughs> you know, I never really figured out silence because it never really worked for me on my first character. Where, I forgot what the exact wording on it, but basically if you're walking or running, you don't break out of silence. I think that's not that you're sneaking, but rather you're not alerting uh, other people. Like when you accidentally hit control and you get up again, all of a sudden you're like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think down. it's unless they're actively looking at you, they're not going to hear you as long as you have that silence perk. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. I'm actually just, sneak's gonna be the first skill I've ever maxed out to 100 points. So I, I think nice. the last one is sexy. 
where <laughs> you go in to sneak and the people far away from you start searching for you again. And yeah, well, that's like sneaks the, the, the pinnacle or the, the primary skill for this character. Everything's reliant on it completely. And I have a bone to pick with one hand is, uh, skill tree or the consolation. Oh. They have special perks for swords, maces, and axes. Where's the daggers? Well, the special perk for that is, is being able to one shot your enemy or like doing like 15 times damage or something with, with, uh, with the dagger. <sighs> Still, they should have something for daggers. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, once you get that that sucker, I mean, you're not going to be complaining anymore. You're gonna, you're basically like. Well, I the said, problem is, is when I get those multiple people in a room and I kill one of them one shot, but then there's like 15 people bearing down on me and I have to stand up and fight. I'm toast. <laughs> well, that shouldn't be happening. I mean, you should be able to stay and sneak, right? And down the guy, and then no one else is... I've noticed some bugs lately in the game that is kind of interesting. Like, I'll be in complete sneak going up against, going up behind somebody, and they don't see me at all. And as soon as I get ready to swing, huh? They turn around like, oh, I see you! Right as I hit them. So I don't get the credit for it. And it's happened to me That's several times. Good. No. And you know what? I think you're right, because I've been noticing some um, some bugs regarding my conjured... Um, my conjured you know, guys, my, uh, my raised zombies mm-hmm. and my, my flaming Atronach or Atronarch or whatever it is. They're really is with the, the raised zombies. They're very hesitant to fight back. So like a mage will be like pummeling the heck out of this thing and they'll just be like walking around in that fighting stance. Back and forth, back and forth in circles and they don't fight back. No. Annoying. I've noticed a couple of those bugs that have been extremely irritating. It's I'll have a guaranteed kill. And I'll go up to them and I know for a fact they're never going to hear me. And all of a sudden they, they, they see me as I'm getting ready to swing. We got people in the chat saying those aren't bugs, but yes, they are. Yeah, they need to be this should not have happened like that at all. I've gone through an entire dungeon, a few of them actually, without being seen once. I've gone up to uh, groups of three people, stab, <laughs> cut a guy's throat, and the other guys are sitting there still talking away. And the, he was sitting right next to me on, on next to the fire. Go to the next one, stab him in the back, walk over the next one, cut his throat, walk away. <laughs> what happened to Dave? I don't know. <laughs> I think he was sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> uh, too much mead. Uh. <laughs> his head fell off. Oh, past the mead. That's like not even close to a Nord accent, Dave. What are you doing? <laughs> quoting Dumb and Dumber. Come on, dude. <laughs> but I have been having a blast with it. Just, it's so gratifying to go through and plan out every single attack and take them out one by one without being seen when it's actually doable. However, I gotta admit, I was getting so frustrated. I quit smoking last week, and so I still get the periodical cravings when I'm playing games in particular. And I was in the live stream, and I was doing the whole Cicero scene in the Dark Brotherhood. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. Please tell me you killed him. So yeah. his, uh, his, his whole, you know, his voice was driving me up a wall for one. <laughs> and then people in the chat room were counting my deaths, which was getting on my nerves for two. <laughs> but then there's these stupid ghosts in there. They kept seeing me. They did that bug yeah. over and over again. I kept dying. There was one room where there was three of them and they were positioned where it was funny because they're like, huh? Someone's there. And I still had my thing said hidden and they kept looking for me and it, and it said hidden. So I couldn't get close to him. It was driving me insane. So I had to use my bow 
to draw the one further back. I hit him two times as they're running towards me, ran away, dropped back and sneak around a corner, waiting for him to not see me anymore, and they walked back. And I did that several times until I killed two of them. And then went in there, executed the last one, and what went on my way, but finally. And what really stinks about this character is in those situations, in those story modes where you don't have the option to be in sneak, like when you face Cicero, if you go to attack him, you can't sneak. You have to, you're out there in the open. I died four times to him until I finally was able to take him out. Because it was driving me insane. Another little issue that's been driving me crazy is I noticed that when I'll have full health, like I, I dropped potions when I was playing Cicero. He got me down to about a quarter of my life left. Dropped two potions, had full health. The second I came back out of the menu with full health, he did a critical on me and one-shot me. This happened twice. Wow. And that was that was driving me nuts. <laughs> when I killed him, I spit in his face and walked away. But anyway. Forward <laughs> <laughs> <Power> slash spit. <laughs> oh, you killed Cicero? You didn't want him as a companion? Are you kidding me? That's like that's like a fingernails on a chalkboard to me. That guy. I, I can't. Uh-huh. I couldn't oh. even. Couldn't even deal with it. I can't even, like, fathom walking around with that guy just constantly in my ear. Do you want to know what the annoying, most annoying He wouldn't make is? it to the next dungeon with me. I would kill him before we even made it there. <laughs> the, the, the most annoying sound in the world is Cicero! Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Dave has been removed from the show. <laughs> Nobody talks to Mother! <laughs> You're the listener? Oh, Lord. No, I'm not! Get away from me, you creepy fool! Um, was so happy to kill that guy. I wanted to just, you know, cram my dagger inside his head and shove him in that coffin and kick it off a cliff. I was you know, like, after dealing with him, it's reasonable to want to be inside the coffin. <laughs> like, I bet share the room with the corpse. <laughs> like, you know that one scene where you're in the coffin and he's outside of it talking to the coffin? Worst scene yeah, ever. Like, gee, I could be in here with the dead chick or out there with him. And so. you have to wait the consequences. <laughs> so, dead chick, it's new. <laughs> nice glowy eyes. <laughs> and then I started doing, I started, what I decided for my next goal is I'm not sure on level. I'm hoping 35, 40. 40 would be ideal because it gives me one week to try to get those last 10 levels. I'm hoping for 40, but getting the 15 levels might be difficult. But my goal is to go on a walkabout. And for those of you who don't know what that is, basically just like a roaming adventure. Just go out and just walk around. Uh, as I noticed that, I, I forgot about this. I was too focused on doing these main quests. I forgot about the major fun of this game, which was just out exploring. So I, I picked Markarth because I really wanted to get the Lover Stone. And that adds 15% to all skills. For it, you, can, you gain skills 50% faster. It's my favorite Ooh. stone by far for all levels prior to 50. Huh. I think I'm going to have to go seek that one out. You said that's by Markarth, yeah, it's, it's, right? Yes, uh, it's northeast from Markarth. Well, more, or not, it's more east than it is north. But if you head, there's those, it's that river pathway that, that, uh, that forks to the mountains. If you go straight across that, you'll come towards the stone. Okay. It's right by a cave. Mm-hmm. I love that stone. It's, it's by far one of my favorites. It is my favorite, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to pick that up. I think, I think my, um... I think my character that I'm working on now is going to be more of a wanderer, as as you put it, a a, a walk a walkthrough or a walkabout yeah. character. Going on a walkabout, make yeah, yeah. Because I to, honestly, like, I went into the mage college and I was like, I can't even, I, I don't even have the patience to be doing these quests again. 
And like, I, it's, it's not that I, I mean, I never finished the quests. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just don't want to start up the quest again. And like, I love playing the game. It's just the, some of the quests now, I'm just like enough with them. So I think I need, I don't know. I, I've been, I've been considering it. I mean, it's not like, you know, you know, it's not like killing me, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I headed south. I headed south from the Loverstone towards, um, Red Eagle Sword, that mm-hmm. cave. Okay. And I, I yeah. found a place I've never seen before. And I got so excited. Something I've never seen. You go in. What'd you say? What'd you find? It's, um, it's called Reachwater Rock. And it's actually hidden in a, in a, uh, a waterfall. The entrance to it. I went in wow. there and there was, it's this giant cave with a small stone pathway leads up to a pedestal with a note and the emerald claw. And then there's that, that puzzle door for the claws right next to it. And there's, the note has this puzzle on it. And then you go, I went to the door, opened it up with the claw. You go down a hallway, it opens up like two doors automatically behind it. There's another one of those claw doors. And you need the ivory claw. Oh. Yes, I did that the other day. So I'm curious, because I know the ivory claw claw is not in that dungeon, is it? No, it's not. I didn't think so. It's from a different one. Yeah, I can't even remember what dungeon it was from. But I was like, oh, cool, I have it. And it just worked. Was that the last claw you needed? Yeah. Yeah, it's just those two. It's the one that you get right at the beginning and the ivory claw. Okay, so I gotta hunt that down before I can do anything else. That, just the beginning of that looked really, really cool. It was exciting. So I'm like, it is. I am definitely just gonna, like, take Markarth, do everything south, east of Markarth, and just make my way down south, up towards that, where the Dark Brotherhood sanctuary is. Just kinda go south on the roads up to, um, Riften. And I'm going to buy the Riften house. I've never done that yet, and that's one of the things I want to do. Get that Riften house. I've Don't forget your claw. Bought every house. I mean, I have twenty thousand gold. Come on. <laughs> yeah. How'd you come about that gold? There. <laughs> <laughs> well. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <moving on. laughs> so I do plan to do two danger quests this week. I wanted to get Mayrune's dagger mm-hmm. or razor. The razor. Yeah. And I want to do the Elder Scrolls, the Elder Scroll one with that really creepy old man that's north of Dawnstar. Yes. Because that's like five skill levels in a certain, in like four or five skills that could be crucial. I want to do it for um, the warrior path so I can get light armor and one-handed up. The, cre- you, the, the guy all the way up north in that cave? Yeah. By, uh, okay. He takes yeah, you, you have to go down to, uh, was it Blackreach? Oh. Mm-hmm. And get the Elder Scroll and you'll, you have to go get the blood from the, the uh, the the elves and different races. So I plan on doing those two as well this week. That that should be fun. After I get done with my walkabout, walkabout, and those actually level up you up pretty quick when you go do those those random dungeons everywhere. You level up fast. Yeah. Notice with yeah. Dark Brotherhood, I what I did, I didn't really level up that fast. You don't do that many dungeons at all. It's all about the assassinations. Well, yeah, I mean, with the Dark Brotherhood quest, your your objective is always to get in and get out and you're not really first of all you're not in an environment that you can spend a whole lot of time in anyway you're not like you said you're not doing a whole lot of dungeons you're going to towns and cities and you're taking out you know one person you're on some pleasure cruise you're on a job exactly (laughs) oh the last thing i want to say before we move on is i took out the uh the uh cousin of the emperor during her little uh her speech during her wedding oh Oh, like during her wedding yeah yeah, the bride, chickadee. I hid. I went up to the balcony and just went and sneak and waited until she went up there for a speech. No one saw me. 
I was completely hidden. She made her speech, went up, cut her throat, she fell out the balcony, and suddenly everyone saw me. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that quest. Hey, <laughs> who's so that guy fun. up there? <laughs> oh, she's What's dead! That? There's a creepy girl up there in the thong! <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's that girl in the thong up there? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Dave, what about you, man? Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh... I said I was going to do a few things on the last episode. I said what I was going to hit 30. I was going to hit blacksmithing 100 and try to hit restoration 100, right? Guess how many of those I hit? Uh, Um, Zero. Actually, don't guess because that'll make me sad because I didn't hit any of them. (laughs) (laughs) So my character is is, uh, level 25 on my power. You're on par, Dave. Well, I was hoping to be... You know, a little bit ahead of par, and I'm not, well, and I'm sad. Well, technically, if you're going to do that whole 1 to 50, I guess the the range between 30 and 40 is equivalent to 1 and 30. Yeah, it, it's going to be rough. Um, well, I, the one thing that I did, I uh, first off, I started out what I was doing. I went through the main uh, Dovahkiin storyline where it's. I got to the point where it splits off to the um, dealing with the high Hrothgar guys the Greybeards and the uh, Blades, and I followed the Blades getting all the way to Alduin's Wall. Okay. And that's where I left off. But I was trying to to level up my Resto, and I didn't realize that to level up your Resto, it would be a good idea to turn on the Mage Stone. <laughs> so I was walking around with the Warrior Stone on. I got one level. Ouch. Like through that, all the way from where I was last week to, to this one. All the way through Alduin's Wall, I got one level in Resto. I was livid. I was like, I can't believe I did all that work, healing myself, trying and trying just for one level. And I forgot I forgot the stone is what it was. So I, I eventually rage quit, mm. like full-on rage quit. My cat was, like, thrown down my hallway. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> I, – I love my cat. My cat's amazing. Um, but uh, – I eventually was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to blacksmith. So I, I started doing the blacksmith bounce where I hop between one city and other trade things up and uh, walk around trying to to get things to skin. And blacksmith. I eventually, yes, the blacksmith bounce. Oh. I, I named it. It's a new dance. Oh, I it, it's a chubby <laughs> dance or something. Yeah, it's kind of like the truffle shuffle, the but truffle it's the blacksmith shuffle. bounce. Yes. Are we going to be doing this in weddings? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's, yeah, I did the blacksmith bounce, which by the way is illegal for Khajiit to do in, in Whitefall. Um, <laughs> so I did the blacksmith bounce between the different places. I got my blacksmithing up to 85 and along with the other things like getting beat up to raise my skill level on my shield and my, my heavy armor and just the normal things from, from questing, I got myself to level 25, which I really didn't do that many much questing because I was just hopping around trying to uh, find skins and such. But I did come across um, one tower, which I, I walked into the front door and there was this this mage chick who was killing a necromancer. And I was like, you just killed that guy. And she was like, no, I didn't. He was a bad guy. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to be friends. So then we hold hands and we skip along and we kill all these necromancers all the way up to the top. And then we get to the top and she's like, hey, mom, I got a sacrifice for us. Uh-oh. It's like, you bastard. 
So I I killed her mom and I killed her. I well actually I killed her mom first. She's like, haha, I was just kidding. Uh, uh thanks for killing my mom. She was she was a jerk. You can have her her staff. <laughs> and then I was like, You're not getting away. I'm a paladin, I'm good, but you betrayed me, so I'm stabbing you in the face. And uh that that was you know, I, I think that was a justified mercy killing. Right. Be- because if I was, you know, playing a Varwin's character, I would have let her live. Mm. This is true. Mwah. <laughs> Uh, well, here's here's the thing. I'm wondering if you're reading directly verbatim from the from the Skyrim script, because all of that dialogue sounds like it's sh- like it came directly from the game. What me me stabbing the girl in the face? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was just me on the spot and uh, you on the spot. Just just yeah. Stabbing if Bethesda him wants to hire me, my name is yeah. Dave Adam. Hey, <laughs> The cool thing is, is um, I'd be able to write, but my Nord voice is horrible. No, we've noticed. Yeah, so, yeah, we uh, noticed. But if it if it does help in consolation, I also poop in the sand. So mm. I think that may help. I poop in the sand too. <laughs> Him too. And I bury it. And I bury it. <laughs> Only if I feel like being gentlemanly that day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so today is taking a really <laughs> What are your goals for <laughs> yes. next week, man? My goals for next week is use the proper stone and start working on my uh my resto. Or just, you know, uh, you know just kill the middleman and go get the lover stone. Well, that's only like 15% to all of them. Well, though. the other one's 20% to that one section. No, it's 30. Okay. It's 30, bro. Okay. I believe it, <laughs> but no. Mr. says it's 20. You're saying it's 20. I'm saying you're both wrong, but you're probably right. <laughs> Let me feel better about myself, okay? I know I'm right, anyway, but I'm not um, going to argue. <laughs> I know, I know, y'all right. I'm, I'm wrong. I know, I'm a guy. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm thinking level forty. Don't hit me if I, uh, if I get it wrong. But um, what I'm really hoping to do is, is get through Blackreach and also get the, uh, the book that gives me my extra levels. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, the creepy old man. Yes. Sweet. Hey. Um. How about we bring on some other hosts and see how no. they're doing? Like uh, the uh, exploitress. The exploitress, you say? Mm-hmm. Let's bring on the mm. exploitress. The old exploitress. All right, let me grab her up here. See how uh, she exploited this time. One. I'm level 62, guys, and I've never touched a dungeon. Hey! <laughs> Console command slash. Wait input, for her to input. come online and All her to I say, is... hey, guys, made it to 82. <laughs> and I cheated. <laughs> It's not cheating. It oh, is. Exploiting hey, hey, is cheating. Yeah, don't think I can't cheer you. Hey. Hey. I live. I want that s'more back. <laughs> Hi, uh, Lou. Hi, other guys. Wow. Thanks. Right, we love you, too. <laughs> that's, that's how we get lumped up now. I see how that works. Yeah, yeah whatever your name's like. <laughs> <laughs> So, Liz, how'd you do? I am level Mistress Lebu. 34. Four, five. See, I told you. Maybe 34. Without <laughs> cheating. I went all week. Well, it wasn't cheating. I never did cheat. But without exploiting anything. <laughs> we got we got two to three emails this week saying that you're totally a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they were from Fred. But they were still emails. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no. It doesn't count at all. So how did you exploit this time? <laughs> 
I did not exploit, but um, okay. tomato, Ivar- tomato. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> if Arwen was giving me a hard time about being a bad person, um, I decided I was going to go as bad as possible. So I started killing almost every NPC I saw out in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. And wow. Me drunk with power. I really, I, I got a thrill out of just slicing people's throats. It's awesome. Wow. From earlier in the show, (laughs) from earlier in the show, Joe, I need you to hand your Avarwin award over to Liz. And I I really don't feel bad about it. Every time um, I I kill an NPC that has a bed near them, I always take a nap just to show how nonchalant I am about it. (laughs) They're dead, bleeding corpse. I'm going to sleep right here. You won't be eating this. I'll use it for you instead. Liz yeah. is a serial killer. <laughs> well, Dexter of Tamriel. <laughs> Dexter. <laughs> Nacho. There was this one that didn't want to sell me her ring, and I really wanted it because it had some properties I wanted. So she had to die. <laughs> and that's the Wow. Wow. Nacho yeah. El Grande. Remind me never to go Christmas shopping with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho El Grande in the chat room coined Liz's new uh, another nickname for her, the Slay- Slayer of the Slayer Innocent. Of the Innocent. <laughs> Ooh, I like. That. I also killed a Forsworn that said something really funny, and I wrote it down. It was something like, you know, you'll never kill me. I'll, I'll always, you know, win. And then what did he say? Oh yeah, as he ran away screaming when his life was at the bottom, he said, um. Don't ever say um again. How dare Don't you? Don't ever do it again. How dare you? Now I can't find it because I put something, everything in bold. Something, something, dark side. <laughs> he was like, "Death is overrated," and ran away with his head with his hands in the air. And um, <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen in this game. <laughs> so, what about your skills, there, Liz? What What have you been uh, doing with the, with your skills? Um, I only got my enchanting up to ninety uh, because I got bored. Just you know, going through the same levels over and over again. So I, I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to run around outside and kill people. <laughs> so, and I don't have the uh, any uh, black soul gems, so I can't really kill them for their souls. So I'm not getting <laughs> anywhere near there. I'm getting my conjuration up and my sneaky sneak because I'm going up behind them and shoving an arrow up their bum. Took an arrow in the butt. <laughs> there, I really wish I had screenshot on the xbox because there was an animal with literally an arrow up his mm-hmm, part so tell us about your your character as in like what skills you're going for where you're at on the on your skills now i <laughs> i think i've got conjuration up to maybe 70 um sneak up to 50 a lot in alchemy and a lot in enchanting and that's pretty much an archery and that's the only other thing i'm really doing i'm wasting all my points into those I know everybody's waiting to ask this question, and I'm going to ask it for the viewers at home. Have you maxed out speech yet? <laughs> no. No, I only went up one level, and it hurt. I mean, because I really, really, really want to get up to 90 so I can sell everything to everybody. But you guys made it real. Oh, why? We kind of have that. Cry, cry. We have that no cheating rule. Oh, hot and kettle, sir. Uh, you know I love you, Liz. <laughs> so what are you, what, what's your plan for next week? I want to do more killing people. <laughs> <laughs> I Whoa. kill people. I think by the end of next week, since I've only done a couple things with the Dark Brotherhood, I'm just going to finish that out. 
That might I'm be not- the best outlet. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send the lofty goal of I'm getting to 50 like Dave did last time. Don't think I didn't notice. You said you were getting to 50 this week. You know, no, I I took that back after Joe smacked me <laughs> and told me that I could only have one character in the challenge at a time. So well, I seem to remember differently, but okay. You guys always make me out to be such a bad guy. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe I am. I, I don't know. It was cute. Webajack. Webajack. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like we're trained. <laughs> pew pew. See, yeah, it's more than the DNA of the show. I tried to force myself not to do it. I'm like Pavlov's dog, and you threw a, a steak at me. Oh, oh, there, there it goes. There goes the bell ringing. There we go. <laughs> Anything else, Liz? No, it's just that I'm winning and you guys aren't. <laughs> okay, right, thanks, Liz. Bye. Right. <laughs> that was good. Alright, who's next? <laughs> Mr. Mr. I'm copying Joe Woodley. Joe Woodley? <laughs> Mr. I'm copying Joe Woodley. Ah, uh, I'm copying ah. Joe Woodley. Fred! Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, Fred. Hey, what's up? How was your challenge week, dude? Well, since last week I was primarily focusing on my attacking skills and my defensive skills, this week I decided to focus a little bit more on the trade skills that I'd been neglecting. And Sunday night, I stayed on Skyrim all night. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday. I went around and I completely robbed everybody and took all of their stuff back to the Thieves Guild and kept selling it and then waiting two days and selling again and waiting two days. So I got a nice pool of money, and then I kept buying all the materials I needed off the vendors and towns, and I got my blacksmithing to 100. Wow, I'm jealous. Well, that's the main reason I sold 20,000, so I could do that. Well, then I had no money, and then I remembered that I had a wife back at home, so I went and talked to her, and she had like eight grand for me. <laughs> she, nice. She, she'd been wow. waiting there a long time while I was in the Thieves Guild and in the sewers. Cleaning house, cooking. Oh, oh, oops. Just a little bit disappointed that I left her alone that long and she only cooked me one meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I married that uh, Shabby. She's the only Argonian female that you can marry in the game. Because this time I'm not altering the game at all, even to marry NPCs you normally can't. And then my second focus this time was enchanting, which I managed to get up to 68 so far. I was actually working on that a little bit before the show. That's nice. great. So what level are you again? I'm hoping to get... I am level 30. Just barely into it. Man, the main hopes of the show are getting outshunned by the rest of the network. I know, what's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> well, the 30 was the goal that I set for myself last week. So I was striving hard to achieve Congratulations, it. you made it. Thank you. What's else about your character? Went up. I mean, what are you doing for, like... Uh... Defensive and offensive-wise. Well, I haven't changed much since what I was doing last week. I'm sticking with two-handed weapons for my offense. My armor is light armor, and I'm doing sneaking as a third priority. Ninja! See, guys, did I call it or what? <laughs> sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I actually look nothing like a ninja now, though, because once I maxed out blacksmithing, the first thing I did was make myself a set of dragon scale armor. 
the downside is that all the enchants that I have available to me suck, and I can't disenchant. I can't disenchant the Thieves Guild armor. I can't disenchant the Nightingale armor. I can't disenchant the <laughs> Dark Brotherhood armor. So all of my armor that has good effects, I can't actually take that and put it on the armor that looks cool. Well, with max enchanting, you still put two enchants on it that you can get that are extremely useful. Yeah, but all the enchants that I have suck. <laughs> <laughs> Two enchants that suck still suck. <laughs> so, you're an Argonian in light plate, or light metal armor, or, or dragon armor, which is, it looks like bones and shells, wielding a samurai sword. No, I, I ditched the katana, because the katana was only steel armor equivalent, or steel weapon equivalent, and when I started raising blacksmith thing, I decided to make myself an orcish two-handed blade ultimately what i want to do is when i finish the companions quest and unlock that and can get access to the skyforge weapons at that point i'll be able to make ancient uh nordic hero blades and i want to make a two-handed ancient nord blade okay well you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to do that at all um first <laughs> off you're already you're a you're an argonian which is a lizard wearing a shell you need to go get that 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 katana that lets you kill friendlies, and it gets gains in power. Yeah, I have it. I have that katana, but it's still bugged to where the only thing that ups the damage on it is the one-handed perks. Well, then up one-handed. You're gonna have to eventually to hit fifty. What are you talking about? <laughs> up one-handed so that you hit can hit fifty by the end of the the challenge, and it'll affect it. Anyway, the point being is. You have to have a katana. You have to be wearing your shell. You have to be an Argonian because you're our ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be Leonardo. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, what the crap, Dave? The level 20-something dude's giving me advice on how to get to 50 <laughs> challenge. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Major burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have the ninja turtle look going on. Only I got the bent-up sword. So I'm like the the fifth Ninja Turtle that didn't quite get enough radiation. <laughs> didn't make the cut. Never quite was. Splinter just kind of gave him whatever trash was left over. First, <laughs> <laughs> the own version of Kung Pao. His, uh, his name is oh, Picasso. My... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Picasso. You retarded! Pick up the sword! <laughs> uh, you so stupid! <laughs> Why you have tail? <laughs> uh, thanks, Fred. Ninja Turtles and Splinter had a baby. <laughs> anyway, before we get way off topic here. <laughs> okay, so... I actually didn't spend any additional points in any of my fighting abilities or armor abilities. I've been putting them all into enchanting and blacksmithing this week because I didn't really have much of anything in them yet. I got enchanting. I got four out of five in enchanter, which ups new enchants by 80%. Wow. And I got the soul squeezer, which adds extra magicka for recharging on soul gems. And smithing, I unlocked steel, elven, dwarven, orcish, ebony, daedric, and dragon armor, advanced armors, which allows me to make scaled and plate armor, 
Arcane Blacksmith, which allows me to improve magic items. And the only thing I didn't unlock was glass weapons because I really don't have any plans to use a glass weapon. And it just seems like that'd be a waste of a perk for me. Mm. And that that's all I really spent for uh, talent points this week. But I did play a little bit of story content as well. What'd you get through? Well, I did the Thieves Guild last week, and I held on to the skeleton key for now. And that was really helpful for when I was going around robbing everybody to get enough money to raise my trade skills. Fred, (laughs) I gotta say something, dude. I held on to the key because I couldn't turn it in yet, my level. It was insanely useful during Dark Brotherhood. Dark Brotherhood is the one that I actually started this week. And I didn't get too far into it, but thanks for letting me know how it ends up. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) I didn't say everything. I just said I got 20,000. I'm not going to tell you how I got it. Well, this is the first time I did Dark Brotherhood, and after I did the part where I was in the casket, I came out of there, and like uh, Astrid just came back into the room, and before she even started talking, I was slashing at Cicero, and he's like (laughs) on the ground, like heaving, and he just kept getting up and like doing this terrible, terrible dance. I think they got that one voice actor, Ivarwin, you know, the one from Star Wars. Yeah. We sure charge our beefs. <laughs> Anarel Rose, Anarel Rose in the chat room was asking. Um, they don't see the point in keeping a skeleton key as long as you have a lot of lock picks. What's the point? Well, here's the here's the point. When you're looking at a master lock, for instance, when you're going around it, you'll break your pick every single time you go around. So you still have to go through another pick, try to find that sweet spot. You break your pick, you have to go go back and try to find that spot again to get it right. Break another pick, and it, it takes forever. With the skeleton key, it doesn't break at all. So you can go around, find that sweet spot, move a little bit, move a little bit, and bam, you're done in seconds. It doesn't take forever to try to open up a master key lock. It's actually almost instant. Yes, and I'm not intending on keeping the skeleton key forever. I'm eventually going to turn it in. Just I'm doing the Dark Brotherhood, and I haven't decided if I'm going to do the Mage College quest before I actually finish the Thieves Guild yet. But I did Dark Brotherhood up to the point where I'm being sent on various assassinations now. And I actually got sent on this one assassination out the Windhelm. It was part of a bonus quest for Miguri. And I got out to this house. And every time I'd go into this house, as soon as I'd step in, this old woman kept saying, you're not supposed to be here. I'm going to call guard. And I'd be sneaking. Yeah. Whether I was... Yeah, whether I'm wearing the the Dark Brotherhood armor or the Thieves Guild armor with the muffled effect or whether I'm just wearing my scaled armor and sneaking, she somehow would see me all the way upstairs. I'm going to call guard. I'm going to call guard. So eventually she came downstairs and I beat her down with my sword. Like she's one of those NPCs (laughs) that would not die. Like I slash her and she goes heaving into a puddle of blood on the floor. She's like, "Ah, ah, ah." Like, I go upstairs, and, like, her husband's like, what was that? So I just stab him through (laughs) and continue into the bedroom. And the woman that I was there to kill, she's, like, laying in bed, and my dude just walked over. She's laying down, and it goes into a cut scene, and he just lobs her head off. (laughs) Guys, I turn. I'm really worried about the host that we hired. (laughs) (laughs) The head goes, like, flying through a window and lands on the street, and she's like, I'm going to call a guard. I'm going to call a guard. Guard? 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 Well, well, by now, Grandma was back up, and she's coming walking into this room. And she's Round like, two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a guard. You're not supposed to be here. So I'm like, and just, just stab her, and she goes falling down into a bloody pile again. And, she, uh, uh, 
And it, meanwhile, I'm looking up at the corner of my screen, and it says bounty of 1,040 gold removed, last witness killed. But she's clearly still there, wreathing in a pile. It, it especially annoys me when I go through the trouble of attacking an elderly citizen and can't finish them off. <laughs> All right, remember when you were asking why you should take tips from a level 20 player? I've never had this problem. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, last week when, when I did my one day of live stream, uh, people were watching me in the chat, and I'm out in the open. I forget what quest I was doing, but my horse was just gone. I got Fred, attacked by a dragon, and Fred, my horse ran off. Please don't tell me you work in a nursing home. <laughs> Not anymore. Wow. No, no. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> What's your goal for next week, Fred? 32. Or 42, rather. <laughs> And I'm going to at least start the Mage College quest and hopefully finish the Dark Brotherhood, but I don't know how long it is, so I'm not going to commit to it's that yet. It's surprisingly long. I forgot how long that quest really was. But I didn't finish telling you the funny story about the live stream yet. Go ahead. Oh. So my horse disappears after this dragon attacks me. So I'm walking on foot, and you know how annoying that can be. And then I see this farmer walking away from another horse that's there. So I think nothing of it. You know, I'm playing this guy doing whatever he wants anyway. And so I go jump on the horse. And then it says this bounty of like 100 gold or whatever scrolls up on my screen. Yeah, so I did the horse. Yeah, I did the natural thing. I got off the horse and I went and impaled the farmer. Right. <laughs> okay. People in the live stream are going, oh, my God, did you really just do that? <laughs> so then I go get on the horse. And as I, I felt like Joe, because as soon as this happened, I got on the horse and I'm trying to run up the mountain and the horse just like jumps off the mountain. The horse dies and I start going into like a jumping jack motion, like <laughs> doing a cartwheel down the side of the mountain. <laughs> and my guy lives. Wow. He lived. He got up <laughs> and I'm looking at this farmer's horse just laying there dead a, a few feet away from me. Horse meat. The, that seemed like something that would happen when we're watching Joe in the live stream. We're all like rooting for him to die and something happens. It looks like he should. <laughs> and he just gets up and keeps going. <laughs> but yet Shadowmere is dead on the ground. <laughs> Having been impaled in the eye by a fork. <laughs> hey, my Shadowmere is still kicking, thank you, and getting on my nerves big time. This one. This one. No, the other one died by it by, you know, falling off a mountain. Right. How many times did you have to roll your save back to keep her alive? Enough to where I just say screw it and kept going anyway. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to point out about that uh, Thieves Guild quest is the, the part where you have to go return the key to the Twilight Sepulcher. It's no wonder that that thing got stolen. Have you noticed how far away from that the Nightingale Hall is? It's like all the way across the map. And those are supposed to be the guardians of that place. It's <laughs> not, not very well placed. That's, that's like your house catches on fire and the closest fire department's 100 miles away. <laughs> well, you know, in today's economy, you just have to get a house that you can afford as close as you possibly can. And Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> you know my tactic. I would have buried that key under so much dirt, nobody would have found it. Exactly. <laughs> Along with the box with the frog in it that sings. <laughs> At least 64 blocks down. It only sings when you open it, Lou. 
It's true. <laughs> it makes you look crazy to everybody else. All right. <laughs> We've gotten way off topic too many times. I'm going to have to say thank you, Fred. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Right, see welcome, if you can Joe. make I'll that 42, man. Yeah, you will. All right. Bye, Fred. Bye, Fred. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on to the Tamriel Times. Yeah, baby. Oh, just so people know, uh, Dan dropped out of the uh, the challenge because he got one level since last week. And because he's been playing too much Minecraft. Just saying. So, he's out. <laughs> what actually happened was Liz found her way into his game and killed him. Right. Anyway, we're moving on to Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Jarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times. Your source for news in Skyrim. Here we are in the Tamriel Times. We have three interesting little headline tidbits for you guys today, and I'm going to let Ivarwin take it away. Alright, so our first headline is... Zenimax Online shares thoughts of ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, with Game Informer. Uh, in a bid to help future players of ESO understand what their concepts are regarding the newly announced MMO, Game Informer sat down with Zenimax Online and released an article that explains their intention to have a blend of Skyrim, World of Warcraft, and Tor. And yes, even Rift. Now, a link to the uh, article can be found at bethblog.com and also Game Informer's website, uh, GameInformer.com. Now we're we're looking at at the uh, the article right now, and I kind of want to go over some of these points, you know, with the listeners and 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 all of us, you know, right now that we're we're talking about it because I kind of see this as a super important topic right now, not a year from now, not six months from now, but not tomorrow, not tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, <laughs> but right now, but right now, right this second. What will then be now? Uh, now. Because it, it wasn't now then, because it, it was then, and now it's still now. So, so right now. Soon. Soon. Soon it shall be now. <laughs> so, basically, all right, now, Lou, let me ask you a question. What what exactly seems to be, like, the biggest complaint regarding what we've seen so far of The Elder Scrolls Online? Well, from people I've spoken to, uh, from some of the guilds I'm in, like in World of Warcraft, uh, other friends online with Tor... And so forth. Uh, their biggest concern, and big possible complaint, is like, how will they translate what they've become used to with the Skyrim's openness, mm-hmm. flexibility, classes, right? Not even classes, play styles, and, and rectify that with an MMO. Um, that's the biggest fear. And the biggest complaint is that you know, uh, concern is that there's no way that uh, Bethesda or even Zenimax Online could, could translate that properly into something that works. So that makes them hesitant to, to actually look at it. I mean, they, they like the fact that they're doing it, but that's the, one of the biggest concerns is that. Like, how do they translate the openness that we have in Skyrim into this, into the MMO world? Right. Now, actually, Joe, what, what, have, what have you heard? We have an email in our last segment today that actually coins the biggest concern for this whole thing. And we'll get into that later. But people are just afraid of losing their, their one-player experience. And they're not thinking of it as a supplement to their one-player experience, thinking it as it taking over, which we said before, and that's not the case at all. Right. I, I think a lot of people are really concerned about, you know, the hot bar being in there, losing, which is not which is not a, a key part of the, the franchise at all, it never was. You know, going from first person to third person, like a lot of these things are just not Elder Scrolls. They're, they're World of Warcraft. 
And a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, this is just World of Warcraft. And that's all you're giving us. And when I saw, when I read this article, I felt, I felt even better than I normally, than I had been since we recorded, you know, what was that 10.5? Mm-hmm. Episode 10.5? Uh, 10.5? After 10. Long show. After we recorded that, I felt better about it. And after reading this article, I feel even better about it, even more. And the more I learn about how they're, how they're doing this, this game, the more I start to think, all right, so it's not what we were expecting, but at the same time, it still sounds like they're taking the best of both worlds from all of these really popular games. You know, I am still excited about this game. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'd be ecstatic if it was different than Skyrim and different than other games because I, I like new games. Why do you think Skyrim is so popular? It was different than everything else. And I am too. I mean, they're, they're keeping, they're keeping a lot of the things that we are used to mm-hmm. in, in Elder Scrolls in this game, like, like the touchstones, as they say in quotes. They call them touchstones, really what they are, or, you know, uh, norms of the franchise. And that's like, you know, Daedric Princes and Birth Signs, Guilds. Um, you know, stuff like that. I, that, that phrase rift in the show notes just kind of just has been grabbing my attention this entire time. Because mm-hmm. if they do a skill tree of any kind, if they do it like Rift, I will be in heaven. Oh, yeah. I would mm-hmm. forgive them for having skill trees if they did it Rift style. If they did it Rift style, there would be, it would be incredible. Because it would just be like it would be like Skyrim, before you can do what you want, but with a skill tree aspect to it. That's what kind of Rift was. Well, they actually are putting in, they are putting in, they are putting in a system that is similar to that. Like, for, for example, all right, you had just said, you know, where you can, you know, kind of like, you know, w- wander around and then and then have like multiple different skill trees. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, that wandering around aspect I want to latch on to for just a second, because that's definitely going to be in this game. They, they specifically state in this article that you're going to have key points on your compass like you normally do in Skyrim. But going from those key points you're going to find huge discoverable you know public dungeons and then be able to walk inside and you're going to find you know people doing those dungeons already and then you'll be able to group up with them so they're putting in you know public dungeons that aren't instanced to kind of like foster that that feeling of you know a huge open elder scrolls type world that you want to explore with with friends liz coined all the Elder Scrolls lore. Yeah. Liz coined one of the biggest fears, actually, in the chat room. She said the minute that the second that they put the term wow in their announcement freaked people out. Oh, yeah. I freaked out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely did. Yeah. I really, I, was... I, reading this, these articles, this seems like it couldn't be further from wow. Well, here's, here's the, let's, let's, uh, let me tell you exactly what is wow esque about this game. All right. It has lock-on targeting and a hot bar. Okay. Okay, like every other memo out there. Great. Exactly my point. And that's that's one thing that they actually they say right inside this article. And I'm going to quote it right here. Okay. This comes from Game Informer. It says, "Familiar with innovative combat, ESO has lock-on targeting and a hot bar, and it shakes up quite a bit within that framework, limiting the number of available skills to a handful, which is currently six, but making each ability awesome sounds great." 
the addition of stamina for blocking, sprinting, interrupting, and disable breaking should dramatically increase the moment-to-moment depth of combat. So what you're you're getting is is this resource of stamina that's going to govern skills, six of them currently right now, that you're limited to on your hotbar. You're not going to get that huge, you know, uh, massive, what was that, 12-button uh, 12, 12 hotbar on the bottom with multiple hotbars that you can put on top and then the one on the side and the left with all, and just filled up with all of your skills. That's not the way an Elder Scrolls game is. When you go into Skyrim, you're not choosing from, you know, 12 different skills to use. You generally have up to, like, five or six queued up in your active spell list and that you're you're going to. And they're going to transport that that same feel in the Elder Scrolls Online. It's just going to be accessible via a hotbar on your UI. Which, like I said in that 22.9 or the episode after that, that that's to compensate for the lag of your internet. Yes, it absolutely Which is. Which makes perfect sense to me. They're having, um, they're also looking at, the other thing that they mentioned about World of Warcraft is, is that there's some instances in World of Warcraft that are just so iconic and epic. They're trying to get that old feeling back in this game as well. So they're looking at some of those instances. Shoot. I, I will tell you right now, some MMO makes Kar- uh, Karazhan again. It, it doesn't have to be Karazhan. I'm, I'm saying like something that has the same feel of Karazhan or the same feel of, you know, Ice Crown Citadel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. If oh, they can man. repeat you... like the whole thing with uh, the Lich King, that kind of encounter. Oh, yeah. But with, make me hate But more so with the, the Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, see, well, that's what that's what makes it so possible, because what made Lich King such an a epic fight was not the fight, fight itself, was all the oh, lore God. and all the story that led up exactly. to that fight. And with the Elder Scrolls being exactly. so rich in story and lore, every fight could be like that. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. They could. That's, that's what they pointed out in this article as well. They had said that, you know, they're going to be drawing from that huge lore base and then taking it backwards in time so you're going to be meeting up with you know races that you're you that are that are extinct now you're going to be finding them in this game so if you know anything about the lore you're going to walk in and just just be like there's it's going to be like an epic and and it's hard for me to describe you know uh in a manner that that is very generic i mean you have to imagine this okay for the lord of the rings fans out there okay imagine walking into a world that that you know, the Shire hasn't quite been built yet. All right. And you watch it built in front of you or, um, that, oh man, the, the, the tower of Amonsul is not a ruin anymore. It's the tower of Amonsul. <laughs> you're asking for the Cimmerellian to be made, Navarwin. Pretty much. I mean, you're, you're asking for that, that book to be made. Exactly. And, <laughs> That's basically if you're an Elder Scrolls, you know, fan and you know the lore or you you even know a little bit of the lore, a lot of that stuff you're going to be walking into. So you're going to fight Daedric princes. By the time that this and game comes think, out, they're going to know so much about the lore because they show alone. <laughs> Everything's going to be have a meaning to it. Oh well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Oh, who um there's a uh, Lou yeah. The main the main antagonist of this game is is a uh is a, a god that keeps coming up in in our lore segments. Um I keep forgetting which one it is. It's the the Malag one Ball. Malag Ball, exactly. Yes. 
I think he's like the main the main antagonist of this That's game. That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, think about fighting that guy. You very thinking, well. You, you <laughs> might be fighting right that dude <laughs> and banishing him to you know oblivion or wherever he happens to reside right now. Like that might be you doing that fight that finish, finally banishes Molag Ball. So I mean, Joe, you're you're right when you say that you know the the feeling of epicness that you got fighting the Lich King um, was not in the fight. It was in knowing the lore and where he comes from and all this. That's going to be transported in this game as well. That that feeling. Yeah, that's. So I would definitely in, in my top ten or my top five personal greatest moments ever in a game. Fighting the Lich King is in the top two. Oh yeah, I still have that screenshot. Dave still has saved. it. He was in my raid team and just. And I did it with with great friends, and it was such an epic moment for all of us. It was so awesome. I loved it. A um, couple of other things that they say inside this article is uh, they're t- they're taking a, a page from the old Republic, and they're making things fully voice acted as well. So if you enjoyed the way the quests are in Tor, not having to constantly read everything, and you know feeling more of an RPG style by picking your your um, your dialogue choices. In a fully in a fully voice acted environment, that's going to be in this game too. Which is what made Star Wars popular. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad that's becoming a standard. I mean, the last three big games, Swotor, Diablo three, and now uh, Tesso, all are fully voice acted. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. that. It, it just adds that much. It's much more. You feel more part of the world. I, you, you know, it really does. It helps with the immersion. It really does, and I'm glad that that's becoming a standard in dungeon crawlers slash MMO games. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I know it's such a small thing and I'm probably going to play it muted anyway, but <laughs> I think that's a cool thing that, that be able to have that. I, I, I agree. Um, you know, it, it, some of the stuff they're taking from Rift as well is, is going to be that public content feeling. And, uh, like this one here, part this, I'm going to read this to you. This comes directly from the article as well. Rifts are amazing, and Zenimax Online hopes to recreate the sense of working together within with random strangers with the Fighters Guild content, destroying Molag Ball's randomly appearing dark anchors, as well as public dungeons. Hmm. See, now that's one thing I wanted to bring up to you that I didn't get. If there are dungeons already out there, mm-hmm. the world's set in stone, people are going to remember where they are. They're not going to be exploring. They're just going to be going to that dungeon. I'd like to see a way that when you complete a dungeon, it fat crashes and falls down on itself. And then when, when someone's not in an area long enough, a dungeon will open up randomly. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see an, a world that actively lets you continuously explore it. Well, I mean, I know Warhammer Online has public dungeons or public instance areas um, based upon or similar to what Rift has. All right, where you could do a public uh, dungeon area and you could automatically join all the other people within that area. Get credit. You kill someone. Someone who's 40 feet away from you gets credit too. You all join at different objectives, what have you. You can all complete it together. So, yeah, that, that actually helps build a community. Um, but I'd also like to bring in something like that with, to what Dave is saying, uh, Dark Age of Camelot, to where certain dungeons and areas, since this is faction-based, all right, where other factions may actually get a chance to cut other people off yeah. from that dungeon area. Okay, if people are familiar with that with Dark Age of Camelot, if the Nords, oh, I'm sorry, the Midgardians, all right, they're the Nordics, control this one dungeon called Darkness Falls, no one from Hibernia, the Realm of Hibernia, or the Realm of Albion, no one could quest there. 
So imagine that all that questing experience, all that treasure, all that loot, your faction can't gain to. Well, they're so. putting something like that in their open world PvP. Oh, which is also gosh. in the article. So let, I just want to throw this out there for for anyone, and I know a lot of our listeners are just not at all interested in, in the MMO, and that you know that that's obviously fine, you know. But for those of you who are and are worried, definitely check out this article. It's going to it explains a lot better than I can do right now. Okay, go to bethblog.com. There's a link to it right there, or just go to Game Informer's web website at gameinformer.com. And you'll find it there. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me let me get the name of the article for you so you know exactly what you're looking for. It is called uh, The Elder Scrolls Online, What Elder Scrolls Online Offers Skyrim Fans and MMO Players. So definitely check out that article if you're at all concerned about this MMO not feeling like Elder Scrolls. I like this uh, this next headline you have here. That's intriguing. What is this about? <laughs> Blizzard says we'll never make a game like Skyrim. <laughs> Almost in that manner too. <laughs> uh, I found this article on n4g.com where Jay Wilson, the game director of Diablo 3, was quoted saying by Gamma Sutra, "You never see a game like Skyrim come out of Blizzard." And the big reason for this is, in quotes, just because. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> However, his further explanation is that single-player open-world RPG is a design choice that Bethesda does very well, but ultimately isn't something Blizzard chooses to use as a design choice. In a non-public relations speech, basically this means that's Bethesda's thing and not ours. So, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I, they... I disagree. I, mean, I, mean, I think that's... I'm sorry, I don't mean to walk over. You go ahead, Lee. No, no, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just saying that that's so cool. I, that's all I want to say. Was I'm so happy that they recognize that Bethesda is doing good and are giving them the thumbs up for that. Right. And yeah. that's what I want to say, too, is the fact that, you know, Blizzard, yeah, they may be, what, MMO king of the world, but they also know that in certain areas, yeah, they're going to get slapped. <laughs> exactly. And they're it's not slapped. that... It's not that they're mad about it either. It it really oh. sounds like he's like, y'all are doing your thing, we're doing our thing, right. and we're yep. all making the gaming world better. Exactly. Professional yeah. kudos, one another. That's a great thing to see in this business. Absolutely. You know, we uh, as 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 podcasters, you know, we we do our thing here at, at you know Quest Gaming Network and and the other you know large networks out there. They they do their thing too, and we you know we we acknowledge that we give we give each other that that professional courtesy and respect and nod to them and 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 say you know yeah keep keep doing it brother and that's what they're doing too and and i totally like that i like the fact that because you know lou you're right when you say that you know there's certain things that that bethesda can't probably can't do very well like like the rts which obviously that's where pretty much every single uh uh world of you know blizzard game comes from an rts environment with the exception of diablo you know and they, they probably won't be able to do that very well so yeah i think you're right when you say that there's a couple of things that they might get spanked with if they chose and they're just not choosing to do that and likewise for mm -hmm. blizzard game informers the elder scrolls online issue ships to home ah uh, yes Don't the big me. one yep <laughs> me too i got mine and i've been geeking out over it <laughs> Uh, in case you, in case you missed the leak art, the leaked article from this, uh, you found in your mailbox <laughs> this week, Game Informer's issue that announces the Elder Scrolls Online. 
This 11-page article details the history and original concepts of the game that is due to be released in 2013, as well as the major game systems, such as combat, full voice acting, and the norms of the franchise that they call Keystones, such as the existence of the Thieves, Warrior, and Mages Guild, as well as the inclusion of the Dark Brotherhood. Yay, Dark Brotherhood! Yeah. Dark Brotherhood will be in Oh, yes, oh, oh, yes. I'm spree. slaying y'all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, so what are the guys Quest Gaming Network doing? They're all playing assassins. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> What's wrong playing assassins? Don't stab me, bro. Sneaky, sneaky. You bleeding, bro? <laughs> sneaky, Joe, sneaky, slash, huh? slash. I want you. I want you to make a. I want you to make a woman that looks slightly older with gray hair and call her the headless lady. And she can't ever get past level one. She has to constantly <laughs> run into the fray and die. <laughs> Call her Grelog the first. <laughs> and the last. <laughs> the Grelog the not so kind. Done. Nice. 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 We're telling you, Zenimax, put that character in there. So we just have her sitting in the middle of a field on a chair just so everyone can kill her. <laughs> anyway, we're going to actually, we do have a crafting table for you guys today. So we're going to go ahead and move on to that. And welcome to the crafting table, your mods and other game enhancements. We have one today called Remove 3D Map Camera Limits by 8Ball. What do we got? You got one on this? Uh, let's see. This this map, what it does is it it takes away the the zooming ability that you have in in the original map, takes that away. And you can now pan all around zoom all the way in, zoom all the way out, spin the map around. You can actually whip the camera around certain mountains to get other side of the... It's, it's almost like a full 360 view of the map, and you can zoom very close in and very close out to the point where in some cities you can actually see, like, individual buildings and, and streets. So it's like Google Skyrim? It's exactly what... Google, yeah. that's Google awesome. Nern? That's exactly what Google... <laughs> Google Nern? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like Google Earth. Yeah, but only Nern. So, um, we have a quote directly from the from the uh, the page that I got this off of from Skyrim Nexus, and uh, the author, which is uh, Apol, says this removes the camera limits restrictions to the 3D map. You can now zoom in on Markarth and Solitude, as well as get a view behind them. You can also get a better view of the icy shore near the College of Winterhold. Uh, the author recommends some changes to the Skyrim INI file so that the map works without any risk of crashing the game. Uh, to find and to find that and the mod, go to SkyrimNexus.com and search for, in quotes, remove 3D map camera limits. Remove 3D map camera limits. Or if you want to search for the author, that is uh, X8Ball, all spelled out, X. And the mod and the directions are all there right there on the page. And they have a, he has two nice uh, YouTube videos that show you exactly what you're able to do. So I, I saw this and I thought this was, this was perfect for the show because, you know, there are times when, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out what's going on on this map and, you know, it's, it's tough to work with. First time you're trying to get to High Hrothgar? Hrothgar? I still have trouble with that. <laughs> Every, I have not gone to to uh, High Rothgar, and gotten there without issue. 
I've always gotten I've gotten lost. lost every single time. Like the first every nine time. times, I end up at Riften and then have to go to there. Yes. It is the biggest pain in the neck to try and get to that place. And it's, it's making it up north, fine, no problem. Going further east or around the mountain, not much of an issue. You know, all right, you're going to find Valheim tires, Towers. You're going to kill everyone in there. You're going to laugh about it. You're going to push somebody off the bridge. It's going to be hysterical watching their body float off the waterfall. Great. Then you you hook around there heading northeast <laughs> to get it. Can you tell I've done this a few times? <laughs> you hook around northeast around that huge mountain. All of a sudden, the road just, it goes nowhere. It goes up. It goes this way. It goes down. There's a there's a cave. There's a bear. I, you know, it's, oh, God, really? <laughs> cave? Oh, I've got to win there. Distraction number 12. It's a pain. There's a troll, and they're having a date, and I'm, I'm... <laughs> That happened. <laughs> People have been asking me a lot, especially during the live stream, what the um, what the um, <laughs> the mod is I use for my sexy armor, the thong armor. And it's called Remodeled Armor CBBE version three <laughs> on Skyrim Nexus. You know that one, Lou? <laughs> oh, that's what I'm using. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm talking about? Wink, wink. That's All right. right. <laughs> Exploiting. Hey, hey, watch it. Exploiting. I could mention the Nude and Jiggly mod, but I'm not going to. I'm, I'm saying it anyway. Exploiting. How's it exploiting? It's exploiting because it's helping you level mm. your character. It's keeping your interest. <laughs> yeah. It's exploiting the female body. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead <laughs> and move on. Mal- man car revoked. <laughs> God, I sound like a protester. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Elder Scroll. A fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. The Elder Scroll, all about Lou and his lore. Lou, it's the floor yours, man. All right, thank you, Joe. This week in the Elder Scroll, I want to cover another race of Nern. And today, I'm going to go over the Argonians, the denizens of the Moorish. Don't try to make a handbag out of them, will you? <laughs> God. <laughs> wow, he to hate me all. It's inbound. Care of Joe Wilson. <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> all right, so today, I want to cover the Argonians. <laughs> oh, I just threw on a bus there for the PETA. <laughs> to hate i've right, been down there for a while what's that an oil from that thank you oh <laughs> in their native tongue uh it's called gel you gelling i'm gelling so are the argonians they are known as the sax roughly translated uh people of the root can we uh, say sax on, on the podcast i don't know that'd Is be that... a bad word i don't know Mm. So there with Producers G. say approve. Okay, move on. <laughs> Swear it's sexy. It means nothing sexy. All right, and they come from dead swamp lands, southeastern Tamriel, which is known as the Black Marsh. However, the other mer races have used do use the term Argonian, which is a reference to an old, obscure uh, battlefield that's lost in ancient history, Nern. 
And so that way, now, you know, the people, or the religious people, they're called themselves Argonians from that area. Generally, the Argonians tend to be reserved people, slow to trust, hard to know, and yet they become fiercely loyal, especially to those they become friends with. Now being, well, come on, they're lizards, so what, they're amphibians, they can breathe underwater, right? They have small gills behind their ears, and they can swim using the same method like we've seen tadpoles, moving tail side to side, propel themselves with water. Now, if anyone's ever played an Argonian, I haven't, uh, I don't know what you guys have, they also possess a robust natural immunity to poisons and diseases. Now, they're also phys- uh, equally adept in both physical slash martial arts, way of life, I should say, as well as they're, they're arcane, meaning they're not, people shouldn't under- underestimate them, they can do both sides of the house. Now, yes, there are male and female Argonian, but generally amongst themselves, they refer to that as life faces, which in doing the lore research, that implies that maybe, maybe they might be able to change their gender. Ew! <laughs> life will find a way, Lou. <laughs> yes, they have. Life will find a way. They're all female. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's unconfirmed because no one's ever, it's all rumor. No one's ever really seen it or experienced it happen. So, and even though they're going to hatch what they've seen, they've seen it as either gender. So, who knows what happens? Maybe we'll find out later on. I'm hoping maybe ESO explain that now their appearance range from reptilian to what you may consider almost human humanoid like and now this is decided by the amount of piss sap right hiss is a well it's a it's a tree so to speak in that area they're coming from now the hiss are also uh, a form of life in that area that region okay um they're actually a species of giant spore trees that grow in the black marsh and they're going in and share some sort of deep connection with them. Uh, kind of like liking it to what you, know, you see in most fantasy lore, you know, elves and trees in the forest sort of thing. Okay? And again, now that brings them to what, what I mentioned earlier before, why they call themselves the people of the root. Right? It goes back to the ancient tie they have with these, with these trees in their homeland. Now, also, I may get into this later on too, but uh, some claim that these trees are maybe a sentient race. All right? That can be, or might be older than the races of the men, of men or the mare on Nern. But no one really knows. No one's ever really gone that far. No one's ever really, or I should say, no one but the Argonians have ever experienced uh, dealings with the Hist. So I'd like to see that uh, explored as well. That might be a good thing to uh, to bring in ESO. Maybe see that uh, connection. All right. Let's see. Now, next I have here is that the Argonians are living tribes. Each have their own customs as well as differing appearances. I have a small sample here in front of one's called the Agaseps. They have the most needle-like, needle-like faces, okay, and they vary in color from bright green to orange. And this, spe- well, this species, all same species, but this particular tribe is usually found in Argonia near the Hist, so near that ancient tree race. Another tribe they call themselves the Arcanes, okay. Now, during the era when the other races tried to put plantations in Argonia, okay, the Arcanes were very powerful and they made fortunes by selling all their Argonians to slavery. Now that other races, as time has gone on, really Argonians a little bit maybe unfit for plantations. They've gone bankrupt, so now they're starting to fade away. Another tribe called themselves the Patru. They've been described as toad, frog, toad-like, and they also live in the inner part of Argonia. This other tribe is called the Sarpa. Now they've been described as being winged, though no one's really sure, and it's unclear if it's meant literally or not. They also live in the interior of Argonia, but no one 
other than other Argonians have ever seen them. So again, this is all going to be hearsay amongst the other races of Nurm slash Skyrim. And then the Nagas. They are described as having huge mouths filled with dripping needle-like fangs. Hmm, sounds familiar. <laughs> Out in Stranglethorn Vale. <laughs> <laughs> and they're usually seven to eight feet tall. And the Nagas appear to be more snake-like than the other Argonians. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> SV? No. And when the other races were attempting to put plantation to Argonia, the Nagas acted as highwaymen, robbing them blind. <laughs> and again, mm. Argonia has kind of faded away from being as suitable for farmland. They've pretty much left the area and have gone back and retreated into the inner swamps. But they're still out there. Okay, so those are just some of the samples of the Argonian tribes that are in right now in this uh, era or this part of the timeline within Skyrim, within Nern. So we're not too sure about those Sarpa dudes. Right. A lot of these other tribes I mentioned, again, no one really has gone into the Argonian Marsh, except, maybe you know, except for the Argonians and maybe other, other traders. I would like to see if the Khajiit would have anything on that too. Because, you know, the Khajiit being the traders that they are now, I'd like to know whether or not they've had or ventured into Argo, into the Black Marsh itself to try and tr- establish relations with these other tribes and see what happens. All right, which leads me into this. The economic system and the way of life amongst most Argonians uh, is regarded to as backwards by the other races, okay, since they mainly farm, fish, and hunt, and basically subsistence living. And only recently, as we see in the game, that they've, only, they've started to take upon a, a more interprovincial type trade system with the other races, other areas, other dwellings of, of Skyrim. So, and that's what I have for you today. If anyone's more interested, there's a lot more out there. Um, definitely is. The Argonians have quite a bit of lore written upon them, and I've just given you a small taste of what I found, and hopefully it's enough to get your appetite whetted, and you go out there and start looking up some more. Do it! There's a whole get- ton of lore in this, this series. I wonder when they're going to come out with, with like a whole book series based on Elder Scrolls. You know, mm-hmm. it might be coming soon. With all... Everything we read in the game itself, all those books we pick up, you know these writers have to have. Oh, yeah. We smell some notes hey, they've written up. I've written books, you know, but that's a hook me up. You know, get, get in touch with me. We can talk. <laughs> 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 all righty. Thanks hmm. a lot, Lou. That was awesome. Lizard people. <laughs> Nagas. Really? Doesn't, doesn't uh, seem to be uh, any any novels at all. I'm, I'm doing a quick... I had my mic muted, so I, I you couldn't hear me typing and all that, but... Uh, there doesn't seem to be really any Elder Scrolls novels at all out there. Which yeah, is there are. They're called games. Oh, there we go. No, we got we got a couple out here actually. There's a uh, Lord of Souls, an Elder Scrolls novel by Greg Keyes. That's one right there that that I just found. But they're pretty far, few and far between. We got another one called The Infernal City, again by Greg Keyes, which is an Elder Scrolls novel from hmm. 2011. What about The Slaughter of Lambs by Joe the Widget Wilson? (laughs) (laughs) That is a story ever-evolving by Joe every week. (laughs) It's a work in progress because the story never ends, folks. It's it's a serial novel. It keeps going. (laughs) I can say, uh, Lou, I was listening to themes from The Elder Scrolls while you were reading uh, your, your lore topic for this week. And listening to you talk about the Argonians and like listening to the theme of Morrowind and Oblivion on, on YouTube was actually kind of cool. <laughs> it was like the perfect music for, for, the, for, the, for what you were talking about. Masterpiece Theater. Off the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to the town square. 
Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And here we are in the town square, your emails and iTunes shoutouts. The producer's email of the week kind of just made me laugh, so I had to put it in here. And it came in from Steve T. of Cornwall. And he basically said, Hi, just want to say, I knew I was, I was addicted to Skyrim off the record when I asked my mom, what was in my pasty? And he asked, do you have them? Yeah, they're not common out here, but uh, you can find them. And she said, meat and potatoes, prompting me to laugh in her face. Also, last week I started archery classes, and I laughed the whole time because I kept thinking pew pew. What's the thing? That's the thing stripper wears. Continue, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. Kind of like a pot pie. Anyway, um, he says, he just says, uh, just wanted to, just want you all to know how stupid your jokes make me look, but it's still loving the show. Fusro duh to Joey Varwin Lou and Prego. And Fusro duh to Dave. Who's Rhoda? Good luck and best wishes, Steve. He also says this... PS. I'm sorry. Did this guy just Foos Roda my cat? Yes. It did. Totally did. Brago, you got a Foos Roda. <laughs> you got his email. <laughs> he says, uh, PS, Joe, you're a King author and Sword of the Stone fan, correct? I swear you said that somewhere once. Anyway, just so you know, I live 40 minutes drive from the lake. Where the sword was thrown. And sorry for the shoddy email. Just want to let you guys know those things. And I am a huge fan of that is awesome. medieval lore, such as King Arthur, the whole Camelot lore, and wow. uh, Robin Hood. I would be taking a dip in that lake every single day of my life until I found Excalibur. <laughs> or the lady. Just because of what we taught through your bloody scimitar. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the email, Steve T. Next email, Dave. Hey guys, Kamaru here again. I was just searching for a cool Skyrim map the other day and I came across Maps, M-A-P-P-Z, dash Skyrim edition. It's the full world of Skyrim connected directly to the wiki in case you want to read up on location. You can add your own locations, pick whether or not you've cleared the area, and you can search for where a particular location is. It's $1.99 in the App Store. Just thought I'd let the best Skyrim podcast out there know about this epic app. Still your biggest fan and listener, happy face, Chris A. No one has anything to say about this? We're just silent? <laughs> I'm downloading it right now. I'm sorry. Droid. <laughs> that is pretty handy. I do like that. Oh, there's something for you guys a. to check out. Yeah. That. Lou, you got the next email, buddy, when you're done, uh, you know, doing your app. <laughs> All right, yeah. Dear Quest Crew, I was playing Skyrim and I found out that if you do the main quest line without doing the Civil War quest, you make a peace treaty with both sides. Just asking for your thoughts on this. Huh? I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, I did that. Did you? That you is did. so. Yeah. The the thing is, is that you sit mm-hmm. down. They sit you down at this long table up in High Hrothgar, and they sit. The one side of guys on the one side and the other side on the other of this long table. And you have to pick how to end the battle. They Ooh. talk to you about, okay, you're the Dovahkiin, so you must know better than anybody how to solve this war so we can all get to go together to fight the dragons. You have to pick and choose 
what cities get won by who it, it's 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 so amazing you gotta try it out wow i was thinking hmm. octagon style two minutes or one man leave but well okay. <laughs> i haven't done any of those the civil war stuff in my current playthrough i might have to give this a shot yeah yeah for sure this would be perfect I, I for my love it then. because there's no way to please everyone I swear I say before it started like 12 times, I raged because I wanted, you know, a peaceful peace treaty, but I recommend trying it and trying for yourself to make it as peaceful as possible. Good luck. <laughs> that happened. I'll just foost road to the dissenters. What? <laughs> I'm letting this last one go to Dave. Oh, well, we got Alrighty. another two more actually. Oh, okay. That's all right. I'll do this one. Awesome. You ready? Go for it. Ready. All right. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. When I heard news about this MMO, first thing I felt was just anger. Me too, bro. You make an excellent point by saying that the developer of this MMO is catering to the minority of players, those in the WoW camp. This is completely 100% true. Not. Not. We didn't actually say that. I, I don't remember ever saying that either, but I'll read on. ZeniMax Online is forgetting who their fans and players are. We are players who love the freedom of a progress-as-you-get-better-in-a-skill system. We love the no-class system of Skyrim. We love the first-person perspective. We love the real-time combat. And let's be honest, the visuals don't hurt either. All right, let me stop you there. Number Mm -hmm. one, okay, there hasn't been any classes announced for this game other than what we get already in elder scrolls a mage a warrior and a thief oh my nothing else has been announced so we're still getting that i yeah this is one of those this is the email i was referring to either earlier on in the show and what i was referring to in 22.9 when i did bring up that point in the first part of his email about the developer mmo that was what i was explaining as my first impression based yes. on the news Yes, if um, I remember my that final correctly. impression was far from that truth. Yeah, it, it really the only complaint I'm hearing here that I know is justified and true is that this won't be in first person, which as an MMO, you're going to die if you're in first person. So I, I understand why they did it from the MMO standpoint. But if that really is the one driving factor that's going to make you not play this game then re- I recommend taking a long, hard look at what games you are playing. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll, con- yeah. I'll continue on. Yeah. Um, thirdly, he says, the reason I love Elder Scrolls more than any other reason is that it's a single-player experience. Allow me to explain. In Skyrim, Oblivion, and Mar- Mar- Skyrim, Oblivion, and Marwyn, I am the hero. Me. My character. I control the pace of my game. I decide what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. As soon as you open it up to multiple players, I'm no longer the hero. That personality is gone. Suddenly, I'm sharing my experience with everyone else, and it's no longer a unique one. All right, That's I'm, what saddens me the most. I'm going to hit this one hard. I, I don't know if you've ever played an MMO, my friend Shank. Um because that is absolutely not the case. Anytime, any game you play, you are in control of your character. I've actually been more involved and more attached to my MMO characters than any single player character, period. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Yes. Because you of the story based on it. 
you sculpt it the way you want it, and you are you sure are the hero. I don't know if you've ever played MMOs, but you're the hero. You're just sharing that experience with other heroes too, with your friends, and that's what makes an MMO great is the ability to share. Have you ever thought about Skyrim and want and having your friends in there with you? Because I know about ninety nine point nine percent of all the fans have thought that very same thing. Yes, I want to see Skyrim on multiplayer, but this is an alternative that I will willingly accept. Well, and going I look away, forward to it. In addition to that. They keep saying that there's a part of this game that says, first of all, you are, in Elder Scrolls Online, you are going to be unique and heroic from everyone else in the game. All right? You play a character, and everyone else plays a character who's had their soul stolen from them, which is how this game explains your constant ability to revive yourself after death. And your personal quest is to go find that soul. You're supposed to be getting your soul back. That's the point of this game. Additionally, you you yourself also believe that you are the rightful emperor of Tamriel. So your personal story. So it sounds to me like there is a very personal story injected into this game. No matter who you are and what you play, that's kind of like where your personal story is going. I think they're taking a page out of tour. And they're I, that's, going... I completely agree. I think it also is a page out of tour. Yeah. I think you're going to be playing... A, a very heavy first, uh, a very heavy, uh, single player aspect to this game that's going to give you that Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim feel. But I don't think you're going to be so regimented to play just that either. Because you know, I know they're looking at Tor. People, this is, I think the real email comes from the same thing I've been trying to get across is that this Elder, Elder Scrolls Online is not going to be the final Elder Scrolls game. In fact, it's kind of think of it like when we did, did our little point nine show. It's an addition to. We're going to continue doing our normal show directly after. That was just an additional to the normal show. That's kind of what this is for the Elder Scrolls franchise. It's an addition to. It's the same thing. And they're going to have another Elder Scrolls single player game that's going to come out hopefully a couple years right after this. I don't even think it's going to be that long. It's, it's, uh, well, yeah, it probably will because this is coming out in a year. But I, I mean, Bethesda is, is not making this game. Zenimax Online is totally different studio, totally well, different team. That's beside the point. I completely, I understand where this is coming from. This is coming from a person who read those first blurbs from who read mm -hmm. where they were saying, Oh, it's so yeah. much like, wow, you know, after, our experience of talking things through, of looking at what they presented, I don't believe it is. But no. I will say for, for my experience, the second I saw this too, I had this exact same thought process. That this is going to suck because it's a WoW clone with, you know, uh, Skyrim skin. That would be horrible. I would be so livid. I, I, I would write a dirty letter. Of course. <laughs> and, you know, that's exactly what happened here. And I think that What's happened is whoever listens to this, who, who, who takes in this point of view for all the listeners, I challenge you to go out and actually look at what they're presenting this game to be. Whoever is the PR person is an idiot. They need to go. Whoever, whoever's the PR over the, this whole Zenimax thing, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. For they real. need to be fired. They for real need to go because they don't get it. People don't want another wow. And this is not, from what I've seen, 
another WoW. No, it's not. Stop presenting it as such. It's only ruining their customer base's opinion of what this game is going to be. And I'm sure when this releases, people are going to get it. They're going to be, oh, I get it. I see what you've done. It's not WoW. From what I've seen, it's not WoW, so stop it. No. The only <laughs> the only reason why people are saying that is because, number one, that was the first thing that came out of their mouth. Oh, it's going to be very similar to WoW. Which and was the second... a huge slap in the face to yeah. ZeniMax for that. That was horrible. That yeah, was very stupid to say that. And then on, additionally, the, the, the hot bar and doing a third-person perspective. That's what everyone is harping on with this. And, and look, that's every MMO out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason, there's a tech reason why that there's a hot bar. And there's, there's a reason why it's third-person perspective. There is going to be a very robust PvP system in this game. Okay? The creative director of this game comes from one of the best PvP games ever created. He came from Mythic. Oh, yeah. From, okay? Lou, what game am I talking about? All right, we're talking about, folks, oh, this is not just my opinion, uh, the best PvP model, RVRVR model, mm-hmm. okay? Dark yep. Age of Camelot. There you go. This guy helped create DAOC. So, I mean, you, you need to know, you have to have situational awareness, you have to know what's going on around you, and that's why it's in, it's in third person. You know, uh, Shank, we're not mad at you in any way, shape, or form, or harping on you in any way at all. Your email actually came very close to being my producer's pick for the week because it was extremely well written. And you actually hit a lot of key points that have a lot of people worried right now. And it was something that we definitely wanted to discuss on the air. Oh, so yeah. you did a great email, and thank you very much for it, Shank. We really appreciate your opinion. Yeah, I, we just want to dispel this this untruth that's out there. I mean, you know, you guys listen to the show. You know, if there's something wrong, we're going to say it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is just not the wrong thing. But yeah, right. <laughs> This is not and, the thing that's wrong. Right. And the thing is, there is plenty of room for different types of Elder Scrolls games. And now Bethesda, you know, ZeniMax Studios and Bethesda are opening themselves up to allowing themselves now to join the MMO world and presenting their fan base with a new direction to go in. You know, they give you, hey, you know what? You can also have, along with the meat and potatoes, you can also have, you know, the apple crumb cake. And here it is. You know, you have more options. I'm definitely for more options, especially love, from the Elder Scrolls universe. I, I would like to see as many games possible. <laughs> I you also know? love apple crumb cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, mm. do you mind if I read the PS on the bottom before we move over to the next email? Have I been? No, that's a whole new email. Oh, no. It, it says down there, PS. Uh, Mr. Slobo is a cheater. Okay. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, that one I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our next email, Ivarwin. Uh, this comes from Scott R. And he says, I hope Dave gets a dragon mount in the new DLC. Yes! <laughs> so he can focus on new things in the Elder Scrolls MMO. Have a great day, Scott R. So Dave, shut up about <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Virtual high five for you. <laughs> I don't right think there. I don't think uh, Mr. Adams got the actual hidden agenda behind that email. <laughs> Pretty much, give him what he wants, so he'll shut up and move on. I, all I heard was give Dave a dragon mount. That's all I needed to hear. Now we're good. We're good. Right we're there. Good. <laughs> I like this next one. This one it's, right here. I thought this was perfect. It's completely possible to sneak perfectly well in heavy armor with the Steed Stone until you get the conditioning perk in heavy armor. Sneak is hindered by, by armor weight and not by armor type. Cheers, Wumpus King. I know that. I just like the light armor that. because it makes it even more that. sneaky early on. I didn't know that. that that's yeah. awesome. 
The yeah. sea stone um, gets rid of the weight. Dude, that's BA. It is. Great tip, Wampus King. But yeah, I I, I knew about that because I did that pre- previously on a different character. But I chose the light armor type simply for me to be sneaky, sneaky really, really early on without having to go all the way out to um, Solitude and try to find the, the sea stone, which is in the mountains just north of it. Anyway... <laughs> Thanks very much for all your emails, guys. Really appreciate it. Keep them coming. Let us know your thoughts and concerns and everything else you want to talk about. We love them. And send them to our new email, guys, <laughs> which is record at gmail.com. Make Lou. Marwin's job easier. Yeah. <laughs> send your emails to record at gmail.com. Lou, give us our five-star <laughs> shout-outs, buddy. All right. Five star review shout outs. From America, Dranor420, Bear Leem, Murdoch1153, The Baby of the Dragon. Aww, I killed the dragon. I'll ride it. Go for the town. Go for the town. Come on. Go ahead. Park a dark. The Big Sloppy Kid 1, <laughs> Mel5509, Samuel F. Von Osnabrück. That sounds very commanding there, that name. Darth Cag, ELC, plus AMG, Night Alva, Fainlerai, A Zargle, Aeon Villa, Brillo 61, Kittenbit, from our friends up north in Canada, The Man of Destiny, 3 3. Wow, he has a purpose in life. I want to meet this man. He's <laughs> a man on a mission. Well, apparently he's in Canada. <laughs> from our friends in Landano in Australia. Winter Run, from our friends across the pond in the UK, Day Day, 8421-259. Oh, New Zealand, the Headless Archer. They must have met Joe in his early stages with his archer. <laughs> 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 and our reach, Wheat Mentions, Nerdy Boy 0101. Our guy. (laughs) Our final thoughts is: I really hope that we meet this challenge. (laughs) So far behind, but on all honestly, me and Navarro in particular, we do have a lot going on with the network and everything else with all the different shows. So it is hard for us to really get that game time in. But we are doing the best that we can, as well as Lou and Dave, and we will continue to rock it out for you guys. Who knows? There might be a bonus episode for the challenge. Just saying. Hey, just saying. Hey, fire one about you. Um, you know all this, all this ESO chat. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait for this game to come out. The more I learn about it, the, the more I just get excited over it. Um, as far as, as far as Skyrim, dude, I am, I, I just every time I log in, and um, <laughs> I, I look at my, I look at my guy, and I'm like, ah, oh, I want to play him. I want to play my paladin. There's, you know. It just stinks so much having to just having to just leave early and just do other things that that must be done. And you know, I gotta I gotta apologize to the listeners out there. You know, it is we've been slowing down, but it's not because you know we don't have a passion for this game anymore. It's simply because the expansion is just is just taken such a toll on 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 all of us. Like I personally feel like I have to apologize to everybody, but. We work really, really hard in in trying to deliver like just the best quality we possibly can out of a show and just really research all this stuff. And you know, if we're not doing it for you anymore, like we sincerely apologize, but we're we're trying as best as we can, which is why we have Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Lou, 
Skyrim Slacker. What? <laughs> As of right now. <laughs> wow, so much to do. So little time. I mean, I always get that great rush. You might think it's corny, but that little drum roll you hear when you first see the Bethesda logo flash across the screen. You know, when I log in, I hear that sound like, yeah, it's time. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and the challenge restricts me to one character. And my alt <laughs> withdrawal is, is reaching a point. <laughs> I mean, you can do it, Lou. Big... Hold on, man. Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm going to be weak. <laughs> I'm going to hop on my monk character one of these days. Yeah! <laughs> Come here, dragon. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. How's that elbow to the face? Eat Lou Fist. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, it's, it's getting hard, but you know what? It's still so much fun and. You know, I can't wait to see even more. I can't wait for Dawnguard. I want that to come out for the PC right now. <laughs> yeah, give me it. <laughs> so not fair. Hate you, Microsoft. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dave, your final thought. Well, I'm going to keep it quick. I just wanted to thank uh, Joe, Varwin, and Lou for this excellent show, putting it together, leading it. Especially, you know, I wanted to thank Lou again for the lore segment, man. I've been waiting for a reason or, you know, an explanation to explain people why Argonians are so ugly. And it's the sap. <laughs> it apparently is the sap, which that makes it easy. I can just explain it's the sap. But really, thank you guys for, for putting this show together. I know I'm here just for the awkward comments and, uh, you know, jokes that really aren't funny, but you're politely laughing to them at them anyway. But really... I, I want to thank you three for. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna go and cry again. No, Dave, get off Diablo three plate. No, get off the launcher. <laughs> All right, how to reach us if I win? Yes. Oh, I was gonna hope for you. I was, I was gonna ask. You. <laughs> please do it, good, please. All right, guys, how to reach us? www.elderscrollsofftherecord.com is our main site. Please go and check us out. Sorry. But the musicals not happening. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <clears throat> um, how to reach us, guys. <laughs> elderscrollsofftherecord.com is our main website. You can still reach that at skyrimofftherecord.com. Our portal site is questgamingnetwork.com. You can get all of our shows there as well. And you can also portal out to... Elder Scrolls and SkyrimOffTheRecord.com as well from there. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, go to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com You can still use the Skyrim one. However, uh, it just makes my job a lot easier if we do Elder Scrolls Off The Record. This way it saves me the trouble of logging in and logging out and logging back in and so on and so forth. Uh, please take the radio survey. It's found on all of our brand new websites with the exception of Star Wars. Right now we're still under heavy construction with that. Um, the best way to get to our radio survey, because we've had this question asked a couple of times already, go to questgamingnetwork.com, questgamingnetwork.com. You'll be able to see there is on our on this right-hand side of the page, eh, maybe like halfway down, is going to be a white box with a um, professional microphone in it and a ring, a gold ring that simulates the the ring, the one ring from Lord of the Rings to symbolize our uh, connection to uh, Middle-Earth Network. Okay, click on that box. It brings up the survey. It takes five minutes. Originally, when we started doing this, we were, you know, we wanted to, you know, get the feedback and, you know, 
shuffle that off to our, our advertisers who could, you know, then take it and, and we can get, you know, great, awesome, uh, codes and product discounts for you. But the surveys have been coming back with like feedback that we weren't even expecting feedback that we can actually really use to improve these shows. So if you want to hear an improvement for the show, you can email us, but when we get these surveys in, we're going to act on those surveys a lot faster. So drop in those comments into those surveys and, you know, we'll, we can then, you know, come up with an idea of who's asking and in, in what, in what kind of way are they asking and how many people are asking for this thing. And it makes it super effective for us to just change based on what the general population wants out of us. Uh, Twitter. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet at the show at Skyrim OTR. Excuse me, at Elder Scrolls OTR. <laughs> <laughs> at Elder Scrolls OTR. I'm going to change that notes right now. Elder Scrolls OTR. <laughs> uh, if you want to tweet at Joe, you can reach Joe at author J.R. Wilson. I am Avarwin, and you may tweet at me at Evarwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And the name is not Edwin. Um, Lewis, <laughs> Lou, you can reach Lou at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B, and Dave is at D-I-E-N-4 at Aldino. Every time. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network, and I would just like to say, boost raw you all next week. I'm Ivarwin, and I do not work for Bioware. Take care, everyone. Until next week. Boost raw to y'all. I'll do it on one condition. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it on one sole condition. The condition being that I get to sing an, a song during the break, and it's a cappella on tonight's show. Yes, during the break. Oh, that's a that's a Joe the Widget Wilson answer right there. You got that. I'm, I'm weighing the positives and negatives here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Acapella. If you want my future, forget my past. If you want to get with me, better make it fast. No, no, well, don't go sing my precious time. Get your act together. We could be just fine. No, I will tell you what I want. What I really ah, want. My ears. I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. I really want. I want a ha. I want a ha. I want a ha. I want a ha. I really, really, really want a. Zig a zig. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Make it last forever, cause that's the way it is. Oh my god, Becky. Look at Jet. Who legit that quit? Hey, hey! PlayStation. Wanna PlayStation. Go check it out? Not the greatest game ever. It's called uh, E.T. Who wants to play it? <laughs> Everybody put all your money in Sega. That's where it's gonna be, man. I'm telling you, man. Right there. 
Dreamcast all the way. <laughs> Skyrim Mouthrack. Oh, I did it. You did it. <laughs> you did it. Could you imagine, like, all Dian all the time? No, Dian that would... radio station. That hey guys. would just be disturbing. I'm in the bathroom. Dian! <laughs> 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 Who's <laughs> 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 <laughs>